This is Country 104. Uh, okay, here we go. Good morning. Country mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104. Some great songs here on the station, and we, we heard Florida Georgia Line Cruise here and now down by the river. I mean, you name it, but there's always that one song that regardless of, of how your day's going, regardless of, of what's been going on in your life, what you've got coming up, how stressed you are, there's always a country song. That puts you in a good mood. And and there's a ton of them. And this has taken me a while to, to really think about. But when it came down to it, the one that I really thought cheered me up was Florida Georgia Line and Sundays. Yeah, definitely one that that always puts me in a good mood because it's just it's a relaxing day. It just reminds you that today's a day where you don't have to go to work. Today's a day where you can just relax, put your shades on and enjoy. So I want to know what song, regardless of, of, of what's going on during that day, when you hear that song puts you in a good mood. Country 104. You know, gone for about five days. And, you know, sometimes in, in five days span, you can really... Uh, you know, you can get a lot of mail, <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. So sometimes, we, especially during COVID, we're ordering a lot more on Amazon. We're ordering stuff. We're ordering stuff for fun. We're ordering stuff because it's necessary. And you know, if you're not home for a bit, it builds up. And that's exactly what happened to me and my girlfriend. So we got home yesterday because I booked a, a few days off, so I came home yesterday. And my neighbor. They they thanked them very much because they they collected all of our mail and we messaged them and we're like hey you know we just got home uh, if you have any of our mail uh, we mind just dropping it off or we'll come pick it up and their response was okay we're gonna drop it off right now as in get all of this nonsense out of our place because <laughs> because you guys have a ridiculous amount of mail so came down. There were three huge boxes, a bunch of letters, and a few other packages from Amazon. So within a five-day span, we missed an air fryer. You know those air, air, air fryers are the thing right now. Everyone's ordering them, I feel, or uh, people are jumping on the bandwagon. So we ordered an air fryer. Took a lot longer than it should have, but it got here. We ordered <laughs> We ordered. <laughs> we ordered a Nintendo Wii. With two controllers, two of the nunchucks, the steering wheels, and then Mario Kart Wii. I don't know why the Wii. I think Nintendo Switch. Like, we were seeing Nintendo Switches for, like, $400. And I'm like, I don't. We don't need to spend that much money. So we got, like, the Wii, bunch of, a couple steering wheels, controllers, and a game for, like, 80 bucks Plus the console. We got another package uh, from my good friends at the Children's Hospital. With our Stand By Our Kids t-shirt. I also got a t-shirt from the um, Force City Fights Back campaign. I also have a couple of packages that are evidently for my birthday. It's going to come out in the next couple months that I'm not allowed to look at, which is super unfortunate, but whatever. But nevertheless, it was the stack was honestly like five feet tall of all of the things packed onto top of one another. So if anyone else, if anyone else feels that pain and they gone, they're gone for a couple of days, come home and it's just package upon package upon package. I feel your pain. I'm right there with you. Country 104. I feel like this has been a topic of conversation in, in my household, probably yours as well. But one of the biggest superheroes of all time is none other than Batman. And there was a story that came out that there were talks of Michael Keaton 
rejoining the Batman world and playing him when the Flash movie came out. And it got me thinking, you know, Michael Keaton is one of the most iconic, you know, Batman actors of all time. A lot of people mm-hmm. associate when they hear the word Batman, they think Michael Keaton. I'm wondering when you hear Batman, Leanne, what actor comes to mind for you? See, Michael Keaton, he's a little before my time. When I was watching the Batman movies, when I was in that age, when they were coming up to the theaters, I was watching Christian Bale put on the mask, hop into the Batmobile, and fly off into the night to save the world. So for me, it's it's Christian Bale. It's, it's Christian Bale. It's the whole, the Batman Begins, the Dark Knight series, and just all of those ones. That was, because those the ones that I grew up obviously I we had the cartoon growing up but mm-hmm. there was no like actual person or actor associated with it it was just that was just Batman at the time and then I guess some of the first movies that I you know saw um I think I watched the Batman in like the 90s one where it was like with Mr. Freeze and isn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger played him or something like that and oh geez I have no idea you know me you know my movie knowledge is tiny so you're asking me some pretty specific questions i am not gonna know country 104 i don't know about this one leanne i mean i i am known for eating just about anything and everything that is put on my plate in front of me but i think if you told me swamp rat i just i think i'd back I, off that just, one it's just both of both of those words swamp and rat you, <laughs> and, and then you put them together like no what would you say okay kyle what would you say is the most adventurous thing have you ever you know eaten the, the those bugs that the uh butter what is it cambridge butterfly conservatory yep. brings by what, what's the craziest thing that you've ever nibbled on i've had those um mm-hmm. they're covered in chocolate so you can't really taste the bugs so i'm very okay with it <laughs> i've had i've had shark fin soup before Really? I have. And uh, it was very interesting. I liked it, but I just, I wasn't a fan of how it was made, sure. the process. So mm-hmm. I haven't really gone mm-hmm. back to that route. I understand too that, you know, I've, I eat other types of meats, but that's a, that's an argument for another day. Um, I think I, I'm trying to remember some of the crazy things. Like I've eaten octopus before. Um, oh. Yeah. Have you ever tried octopus before? No, I want to stay as far away from those things as possible. It's actually really good. If you're a big fan of like seafood, if you're in like the crab or lobster area, I mean, it's not the exact same, but like that, mm-hmm. that whole shelf, not shellfish, but like the seafood margin, it's yeah. octopus is pretty good. Country 104. You know, uh, unfortunately over the weekend, you, you had a little bit of a, a bike accident, which is kind yeah. of forced you to make some adjustments to your everyday life. Yeah, my uh, my right shoulder is pretty banged up, so I haven't really been able to do much with my right arm other than just hold it so it doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> so because I'm I'm uh, right-handed, I've had to learn how to do things with my left hand. And Kyle, I got to tell you, I never wanted to be ambidextrous more in my life because trying to brush your teeth with your left hand <laughs> is the weirdest thing ever. I'm I'm like, am I drunk right now? It's 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 so hard to get your hand in the right way and the right angle to brush your teeth. It's it's hard. It, it's one of those things that you didn't actually necessarily think that this would be the thing that it would be the most difficult switching. Like I would assume uh, writing with your left hand would be one of the harder things to do mm-hmm. or 
I don't know, like if you catch with your right hand, it's hard to catch with your left hand. You know, like it's, it's those switches. But brushing your teeth, one of those everyday things, eh? Yes. And, uh, you know, thankfully, because I was, it was the weekend and I took a couple, you know, a couple days to help kind of get myself back to normal. I, I didn't have to do a ton of writing, but yeah, writing with your left hand. We actually had a comment from Lisa on Facebook. She says, I'm a Southpaw forever. Uh, one of the hardest things for left-handed people is uh, writing on, on paper with pen because then it smears all over the paper and all over the back of your left hand. Um, Tanya actually just uh, texted in. I don't know if Tanya is left-handed or if she's just laughing at my misery and my pain right now. She says, wait until you have to shave your armpits <laughs> with the wrong hand. Oh my, that's just going to, I'm going to have to take another trip to the hospital. That's going to be horrible. Country 104. And one of your, one of your new favorite guilty pleasures is this website called <laughs> I am the a-hole that people post anonymously about situations going on in their lives. And when they react, they act on something, they want the people to let them know, Hey, like they ask, am, am I being an a-hole or is this justified? And I feel like we've got a pretty good one today. Yeah, so this one was posted the other day, and this is this is just the headline, okay? This is the title. Am I the a-hole for labeling my neighbor's dog's poop? <laughs> is, so, this, is a, this is a real story, okay? So I'm, I'm going to try and condense it. It's, it's a bit of a long post, okay. but this woman says, I live in an apartment complex right next to a creek trail. I walk my dog on it almost every day. It's really nice, except for the fact that my upstairs neighbor never picks up after her dog. I've seen her out the window neglecting to pick it up when her dog poops, and it, it infuriates me because it makes the trail smelly and unpleasant, and on multiple times, I've accidentally stepped in it. Now, I might have cut her some slack if she was a nice person, but she's not. So when I asked her about the dog poop once, she told me to bugger off. And so... You're putting very politely. Yes, we're, we're using proper radio terms right now. So this girl said, basically, I, I had enough. The next day, before my neighbor's usual walk time with her dog, I made a bunch of little flags using sticks and paper and put her <laughs> dog's name on them. Then I walked down the trail and put a flag on each of the deposits. I watched from my window as she passed each dog poop looking confused and angry. Later, I got a knock on my door, opened it to find my neighbor, saying that I was was immature and petty. However, she hasn't left any dog poop on the trail yet. So interesting. It wasn't effective. It, it, so it works. She, so she's asking basically if is she is she being the a-hole in the situation? Is she being is she being a bad person doing this? Yeah, was was she in the wrong for making tiny little flags to label her neighbor's dog poop? I mean, no, she's she put in the time, she put in the effort, she made these dog flags and then walked out. I'm hoping she wore gloves and then put them in each of the dog's deposits. She called them. I think that I think she could have easily just knocked on her door and cussed her out or yelled at her or done something that would have made her, in fact look like an a-hole, but in this situation, I think there was just a subtle little sign like, hey, <laughs> everyone else is picking up their dog's business. You're the only one who hasn't. I've got it on tape that you don't. And in the last part there, did you just say too that since the flags were put down, since the flags landed, she has yet to miss a poop to pick up? She says you can't deny it was effective. She says there's, there's been no more, no more dog... Crap left. So it worked. 
So whatever she did, it worked. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think she's she's an a hole in any regard in that situation. I I live uh, in an area too that's surrounded by you know other people that many people have dogs in the area, and for the most part, everyone does pick it up. There was one person mm-hmm. that didn't, and I didn't necessarily do this, but a neighbor did, and they 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 said something to them, and since then. There's been no no dog poop in and around the area. So I'm listen, I, I don't I think it's the responsible thing to do to let them know. And we just got a text message from Ryan at 519-643-1039. He says, absolutely on the mark. I would have scooped it up and dropped it on her doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're not the only person who's thought that before, Ryan. Country 104. The one thing that I just, I, I'm not a fan of in the summer is when it gets really hot at night because I can't sleep through it. So if we came up with a, we had a little bit of a debate earlier on that suggested, what would you rather sleep in? A hot room with no AC during the summer or a cold room with no heat during the winter? I'm team cold all day long. Give me a bunch of blankets. (sighs) Give me some socks. Give me some sweatpants. Get me cuddle right up. And I'm not going anywhere. Okay, you know what? You actually just said something that caught my attention. We also got, I believe it was Tracy who texted in. She says, definitely a cold room for her. You could put on socks if you get cold because that helps now this is a this has actually been a hot debate this is a bit of a sidebar right now but you sleep with socks on no i don't oh what i don't sleep with socks on i'm saying if it's cold out that i would sleep with socks on even if it's hot i sleep with socks i cannot sleep with bare feet i know i (laughs) really i used to when i was a kid And then when I got to about, Mm -hmm. I want to see like 10 or so, 9 or 10, I kind of phased out of it. But no, socks all the time. I could be barefoot during the day wearing flip flops all day long in the summer. And then it comes time to go to bed. I put socks on. What? It's just because just because you like, is this something you've always done? Is it it keeps you warm? Like. I, I don't know if it's like just like a comfort thing. My feet, if my feet are just like open and exposed, I, I can't deal with it. You're looking at me like I have three heads right now. Please it, text in 519-643-1039. I, I know I can't be alone in this sock thing. Is it like when you, like you can't sleep if your leg hangs off the bed because the monsters will get you? Like, <laughs> is, it, is it like that? We've got completely gone off our original debate here, which is basically what would you rather sleep in? You're, you'd rather sleep in the water. So you would sleep in a hot room, be no AC, it's hot out, and you're still rocking socks. Honestly, probably. 99.9% sure I'd still have the socks on. Country 104. I want you to picture you being on a Zoom call, whether it's with friends or family, coworkers, and, and it comes time to end the Zoom call. When you've got to say goodbye, when you've got to hang up, do you wave? Yeah, of course I do. I'm guilty <laughs> of it. I'm not proud of it. It's something I didn't even realize I did until we brought it up yesterday. And I thought back to all of the work Zoom calls, all of the family chats. Every now and then, the one that we have right now, we have our our Facebook Messenger call set up right here on our computer so that we can see one another. And sometimes after the show, we'll do some work. And then once we're done with everything, we're like, all right, see you tomorrow and wave and 
we just feel like an idiot because you don't do it when you're in person. No, you just, so so this has become a thing on Twitter. People are, you know, why do I feel compelled to wave at the end of Zoom calls? Like I've literally never waved at the end of an actual meeting before. Why why do I just go ahead and wave? And and researchers, scientists, people smarter than me have done done the research and they've explained basically when you're in person, there's social cues that a, a meeting is ending. You know, you're putting your books away, you're closing your laptop, you're tucking your chair in, maybe there's a handshake or something involved. But when you're on a, a Zoom call, you, you can't can't do any of those things. So you, you're just forced to wave like a crazy person at the screen. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not those in-person interactions anymore. So you have to revert to what you would normally do, which is it's like when you're standing on the other end of a boat, and you're waving at someone as they're sailing off into the sunset. Apparently we do that on Zoom calls too. If you notice that you do it, I wonder if like you can like, in the moment of when you're finishing a Zoom call and you go to wave, you're like, wait a minute. And then you're like awkwardly just put your hands down and go, <laughs> guys, and well, hang up I, the phone. I, now that now that we're talking about it, you know, whenever we used to do our Country 104 trivia nights live on Instagram or whenever we've done the Featured oh Artist God. Fridays on Every the Book Garden Space, there, there's always a wave in those video chats, those live streams as well. Like You, you can't not wave. I did it every single time I joined you and now I'm going to do is put my hands behind my back (laughs) turn the phone off with my nose or something just so I don't wave country 104 and all shot too in uh I believe it's called Puerto Backyarda or that was the name of it (laughs) Puerto Backyarda yeah yeah. well I mean on on top of the the new EP is out right now it's the reckless EP the six tracks on it including no truck song floating and and you've talked about this uh some of the songs on there that you've been sitting on for like four years now yeah, so is it floating was a good example of that. Like I wrote that with Derek Rattan and Ben Hayslip in 2016. I had to look yesterday because I, I was thinking about it. I, I knew I thought it was even as far back as 2015, but it was. Um, well, I had the family. Well, we were writing for Shake These Walls. We wrote that, and you know, it had such a different kind of vibe to it. It sort of felt a little bit more like you know, kind of like sublime a little bit, and we couldn't find a home for it. We just it just didn't fit in with what I was doing at the time. Um, and, uh, same thing with new tattoo, but had it in my back pocket. So when COVID hit, I, um, I dusted off the demo and I redid it in my basement studio and sent it in and said, I've always loved this one. I know we're looking for a summertime song. What do you think about putting out floating? And my team got back and said, we love it. Let's do it. So it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, you write these songs and they kind of, they, they stick around until you find a home for them. So, um, I'm, I'm just, uh, super glad that, uh, everybody sort of saw the same direction that I saw and that we were able to finally get it out there. Derek was really pleased. I sent him the video yesterday. He thought it was hilarious. So it's good. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic song, honestly, between Thank no you. truck song and floating. I think you might be yeah. battling yourself for the song of summer 2020, <laughs> but, uh, hard? you know, that be a, a hard problem to have, right? That'd be so great. Yeah, that's a it's a good problem. Now, you called me out when we uh, first uh, hopped on the phone. You called me out. I'm working from home. I've got my slippers on. You said you recorded a lot of these uh, instruments and a lot of this uh, t- uh, tune in your basement, in your home studio. Were you yep. wearing your slippers while you were Absolutely recording? I was. Absolutely, I was. I don't have them on currently. I'm, I'm barefoot right now, but... Uh... Yeah, it's it's a good chance that uh, if you saw me on the internet over the last four months, I had my slippers on uh, while while I was singing or doing or doing an interview or cut, cutting tracks in the basement. Doesn't really matter what what we do. I usually have my slippers on. Yeah, I ordered a nice pair. 
as soon as nice. this uh, whole thing happened. So I, I splurged a little and got a nice pair of slippers. Country Mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104.